What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I have my dad back in the hood, Big Bad Dave, aka The Dawn. Be happy, not crappy is his slogan. And it's a weird one, not gonna lie. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. We do some group therapy, talk about father son relationship issues because we have them. And it should be fun. We get into the history of the vintage clothing business as always. He drops some gems. Talk about a lot of stuff, but last week I put out a shout out to see if you guys like the intros, the vintage news, and you guys voted to keep the vintage news. Everybody said they wanted me to keep it running. They like hearing what's going on in the business at the beginning of the Vintage and Stuff podcast with your host, Drew Heifetz. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to run it. Before I get into the vintage news, though, I got a couple other things to talk about. So this is going to be a long intro. Okay, I was surfing on the weekend. It was sweet. Yes, we have surf in Canada. Yes, it is cold. But yes, I do love it. And I was with a couple homies. We started to talk about having good friends. Having good friends that you can talk to about your issues. You can talk to about what's going on in your life, your relationships, your business. And then it got me thinking about how important that is. And something that I've kind of had to go out and find more recently in life. And I think it's super valuable for everyone to have that. You need to have confidants. You need to have mentors. You need to have people around you that you can talk to, get advice from, and just vent to. And I think, you know, talking about your issues, talking about things going on in your life, deep issues, stuff that you're concerned about, your feelings, your emotions... It can be frowned upon and a lot of people don't vibe it. A lot of people might be scared to do it, but there's nothing wrong with it. And it's very important to get it out and have people around you that you can talk to about it. You know, it can't always be your significant other because sometimes you need to talk about your significant other to somebody else. And it made me start to think about crying. You know, I went for years and years in my life without crying. Now, I'm sure a lot of people do. Crying typically is associated with weakness at least that's a lot of people's mentality and that was my mentality but I don't think that's true I think it's totally okay to break down and have a good cry it's good to have people around you who you can do that with who you can let loose get it out it's a release just like getting a massage for your muscles or doing something active is for your muscles it's like you need to cry sometimes let out those emotions it's okay And yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. I think too, you know, with COVID, with people spending too much time alone, too much time at home, some people are totally stuck in their apartments for months on end without seeing a lot of people. There is going to be more mental health issues. Um, So reach out to people, reach out to your friends. As friends, reach out to to your friends and, and make sure everyone's doing okay. You know, ask if people want to talk and like, let get it out because it's good for you to be there for your friends and it's good for your friends to be there for you. Okay, another thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, my neck and my back has been killing me. Yes, I turned 40. Yes, I'm an old dude, but it shouldn't be as bad as it was recently. And then it got me going down this path of recovery. I've been doing chiropractor. I've been going to massage, doing physiotherapy, talking to people I know about how they've dealt with this stuff. And truth of the matter is, I only started using cell phones and computers late in life, right? Most of you guys listening to this are a younger generation than me. You're probably going to be using your phones and your computers for most of your life. It's not healthy. We end up spending a lot of our life 
hunched over looking at the phone or looking at your laptop or sitting on the couch on your laptop while you're watching TV or whatever it is you're doing, it's super bad form for your neck and your back. And I think there's going to be a massive pandemic of back and neck problems in the future. So this is sort of just a warning, sort of something I've noticed and something I think you guys should all take heed and start to take care of your bodies because I'm doing it now. I do daily exercises for this stuff. You know, I try to stay active. I do CrossFit. Uh, I'm doing yoga now. I'm doing physio. I'm doing chiropractor, but I'm also just doing simple neck exercises. So I think I recommend all you guys take a look at how you're feeling. Is your neck in good health? Is your back in good health? Are you doing exercises? Are you keeping your body fit? You don't want to end up being 40, 50, 60 with huge physical problems because you didn't take care of this stuff. You know, hit the gym, people. Like, get some exercise. Do some stuff. Be physical. Get out there. Okay? My one main tip for this is there's something called foundation training. It's 12 minute exercise for your neck and your back and your core. You know, everything stems from your feet up, right? It's a lot of times to fix your back, you gotta start with your feet. You gotta strengthen your feet. I'm doing a lot of work on that. There's a lot of different things you can do, but a real basic exercise, you can do 12 minutes a day, which is nothing. I'm not asking you to do an hour exercise a day. It's 12 minutes a day. It's called foundation training, 12 minute foundation training. You can find it on YouTube. This has been sworn to be an effective method by lots of people I know. Okay, enough about that. Take care of your neck and back people. Let's get into the vintage news. Okay, so I'm going live Thursday. I'm going on two different lives Thursday. I did a live last week with Coop. Coop's Caps, Coop Caps Closet, super fun. We did a marathon live, three hours, raffled off a bunch of pieces. A lot of my friends tuned in. If you tuned in, leave a comment below. I'm mad, appreciate that. While we're on this, give this video a thumbs up. Come on, guys, take a second, give me a thumbs up. Okay, this week I'm going live on two different accounts Thursday. I'm doing the Vancouver Virtual Flea. Shout out Vancouver Virtual Flea, it's at 6 p.m. Then I'm going on Shop Monarchs Live, Sean of Shop Monarchs Live at 7 p.m. PST, I think. This is PST, okay? Those are my two for the week. Me and Jesse are probably going to do something else. We want to get out there. I want to get Jesse on, do some fun stuff, show off some polo pieces. So stay tuned for that. But there's a lot of lives. We are in the age of lives, people. The age of live selling on Instagram. So a couple shout outs in the vintage news. Obviously, go follow Vancouver Virtual Flea. Also, this Wednesday, Never Slack Jack out of New Zealand is doing a virtual flea for New Zealand. Shout out to him. He kills it. He's a wicked skater. Post more skate videos, buddy. Uh, shout out Never Slack Jack. It's Wednesdays, okay? Go follow him. Chris Neverlow, my homeboy out of Denver, Colorado, the Mile High City, is doing his first this Friday. Second Hand Scoops out of Texas is doing uh, one for Texans, okay? For the South, you know, this is a Southern virtual flea. And that's just a couple that I'm shouting out. You know, obviously Chris, 1987 Co, is still going all weekend long. And there's people going live every day, okay? It's the age of going live and selling shit. Also in the vintage news, I wanna give a shout out to ThriftCon Boys for a killer podcast. I love listening to their podcast. Very different than this one. 
you know, there's more room in this space for more podcasts, okay? I encourage it. So giving a shout out to the ThriftCon boys, go listen. It's called Tea Time. Tea Time Podcast, pun intended. They focus in more on specific subjects for each episode. They have a Patagonia episode. They have a Levi's episode. They have an Adidas versus Puma episode. Um, there's other episodes and they're really entertaining. These guys are great much more articulate than myself. But on that note, can't believe you guys actually listen to me ramble on with all these people. I'm very grateful that you do. And uh, yeah, wasting all your time with me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Go listen to the Tea Time podcast. Okay, I guess TikTok is here to stay. They made a deal. The US is going to let it stay in America because there was rumors that they were going to shut it down because the Chinese people are stealing all the data. They're spying on everybody. They're collecting it and they're going to figure out how to market you lots of crappy products. Um, so yeah, it's here to stay. So I would recommend you figure out a way that you can use it to your advantage. Get an account, start figuring this out. It's not just for dancing anymore. There's lots of people doing interesting shit on there. Get on TikTok. Social media news, dogface208 crushing it with his cranberry juice video longboarding down the street simple simple video of him longboarding down the street drinking some cranberry juice went ridiculously viral i've seen some funny puns of this video i posted one on f as in frank go check that out i saw leanne pelosi do one wearing her one piece north face suit um this guy blew up from this one dance okay well it's not even dance this is just him skating but his uh, his account is him dancing okay <laughs> the lesson here is it doesn't take much to blow the fuck up you just got to show up and keep doing what you're doing keep keep putting shit out there and it may happen to you this guy went ridiculously viral i saw it on complex everyone's reposting it um but he's entertaining he's entertaining and this go this is my tip of the day okay this is how I've grown, this is how I've grown my businesses, and this is how I think you can grow your presence, okay? Through shareable content, okay? Now you think about why somebody shares content. What does that mean? Con shareable content is, is something you put out there that they wanna share. And then that piece of content gets pumped out to more followers, their followers, and then if they like it, they're gonna follow you. They're gonna follow you. You gotta get people to share your shit to grow. So you think about, how do you do that? You be entertaining. So you get comedy, memes, all that. People love to share that shit. Educate people. If you post like a tag post or something that educates, give people information, they're going to share that and they're going to appreciate it. Motivate people. You know, there's lots of ways to motivate people. Daily quotes, inspire people, etc., etc., etc. So my tip of the day is when you're posting stuff, it shouldn't always be about selling something. And think about, is it shareable? Am I going to get those shares? And you can see if it's getting share, that right three, three dots in the top corner. And you can see view story reshares or something. Or view post reshares. And you can check if it's getting shared. Think about it. Is this post shareable? And let me know how it goes, people. Let me know how it goes. Hit me up. Tell me if this tip was helpful to you. Okay. More news. Um, the Rose Bowl in an Instagram comment. This is so like roundabout, not even like a legit news thing, but the Rose Bowl replying to somebody in Instagram comment said, October 
got bumped. We're not able to open. We're pushing it to November. They just said we're pushing it to November, okay? Doesn't mean they said we are opening 100% in November, but we're pushing our opening to November. So there is hope for November Rose Bowl opening. That's about as much as I can say on that subject. Somebody wanted me to talk about fakes in the marketplace. There's tons of fake um, wrap tees going around. There's, there's fake fucking everything going around. Nirvana shirts, wrap tees, Marvel, homeboys copying Marvel shirts. There's all this, these fakes going around. So be super wary of what you're buying. Um, do your research. I'm not the best. You know, you can hit me up and I'll tell you my opinion, but I'm not the best at even determining these fakes. Some of them are really good. A lot of them coming out of Thailand. Um, you know, shout out Feynman. Feynman is a super goat when it comes to t-shirt nerdism. And I say that with the most respect, okay? He is the number one t-shirt nerd. So you can ask him politely if he'll help you out with fakes. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know. I can't vouch for him in that regard, but he knows a lot more than me. And when it comes to fakes, this guy like knows the smallest minute details, okay? Just be wary of fakes. Thrift Lord recently sold a shitload of blanks. And everyone's like, oh man, there's gonna be so many fakes popping up because you're selling all these. I sold a bunch of Oneida blanks recently too. And then people are like, don't sell them to the guys who are gonna do bootleg fakes. And it's like, okay. I mean, if you see a bunch of like light heather gray Oneidas in size large coming out as bootlegs, they're probably not legit because those are my shirts. If you see a bunch of pink, like screen star 90s tees coming out, they're probably not legit because those are Taryn's blanks. I think the most of the fakes, they're making the blanks. Um, they're not using legit vintage blanks. But anyway, be wary. Okay, that's about it. This is a long intro. Um, again, do you guys like the intros? Give me more love, okay? We're gonna get into this episode, but before we do, if you wanna support me, if you like what I'm doing here, I'm gonna keep pumping this shit out. Go check out my Patreon. You can support me there. You can share this podcast. You can like it. You can leave me a five-star review on iTunes. All that good shit. All right, let's get into it with my dad, Dave Heifetz, 75 years young, still killing it. Before we start talking about rags, we're gonna do some group therapy. We are. Oh, good. We're gonna do group therapy. Let's do group therapy. So, um, yeah, group therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my son's gonna tell me about what he thinks I should be doing. No, life. I'm not gonna tell you about that. I think I, you and me have have issues. I get reacted. I get reactivated. Why shit you say? 
Why? I don't know. It's, it's his a problem. It, it comes from some place in the past. I know. What did you do and to the, me when I was a kid? I don't know. I don't think I did anything but take care of you. <laughs> Sent you to private school. We had a ski chalet. We used to go to Cape Cod all the time. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We went to Europe for a month. I don't know. What did I do? What did I do? I mean, you know, know gave you all well, kinds of hammocks. It's like I don't, I don't really like being told what to do. Never. Yeah. Well, that has nothing to do with me. You probably don't get told what to do by most of the people around you because you're the boss. And they I am the boss. Yeah. So, but you me, like to tell people what to boss. do. No. Well, I was the boss for all those years. And you, you also like you're a fixer. A fixer, yes. You're a major fixer. I like to fix it. I'm a Taurus. Tauruses like to fix things. They like to make them right, correct. Yeah, and it's aggravating. Of Can course, it's aggravating. aggravating. But I understand that aggravation is is a personal thing, and you don't have to be aggravated by certain things. No. So you could say you guys see us speaking to the audience now. You guys see us on these podcasts. We started this podcast with me and Dave. Did you we? and me. We were the first ones to start this podcast. Wow, I didn't know you that. Remember the first episode, the beginning of the, the history of the rag business? Yes, yes, yes. Which was pretty cool. And I get a lot of requests to see Dave again, so here he is. Here he is. And I am very grateful for everyone listening, because the last few episodes, you guys have been going nuts. So many listeners on the last few episodes. It's crazy. Really? Wow. Um, and I'm very proud of you and your brother for taking the rag business in a different direction from where I came from. Well, thank you. I mean, you guys have really put it in a positive framework. When I was in the rag business, it was you or me, negative, kill your brother, bury the competition, get out of my way, I'm coming through. Yeah. Back to the, uh, back to the counseling, though. All right. <laughs> we're, we're not done there. Okay, we're talk not to done. me. Talk to me. I want to know, first of all, if anybody out there gets fucking reactivated by their parents, like to the point where you just can't handle what they're saying no matter what. Wow. Do you get that way? I, yeah, I get that way sometimes. Yeah, I wow. get that way. So I don't get it. You better find out where that comes from. Because that, I'm going, I'm going to stick around for another 20, 30 years. Well, yeah, Look, I man. hope so. Look at that. Hey, hey. 75 years old, I still got them, buddy. I'm not going anywhere. So I'm going to reactivate you for at least another 20 years. I know, but what is it that... that? And as we both get older, you're going to get why more Why is it so reactive. hard to handle your parents? I don't think it's just me. I think it's a lot of people. Because something we did, at some point, you made it mean something. I might have said, get out of here. you got to go to your room. And you made it... He doesn't love me, or he's pissed off at me, or he's aggressive. I don't know what it is. You, you're the guy that has to go back and find out what happened, when, and why. I might be upset at some of the decisions you made in your life. Yeah, like, you know, when like I... Not being retired. That's true. But you know what I discovered? I told people I'm going to retire. And, most, and by the way, when I was doing my sculpturing at VIU... I was pretty much retired. I did like six events a year, made myself 40, 50 grand for working a month at the most. And I had a great time. I produced tons of sculptures, tons of paintings, and I was at VIU all times, all, I had keys. 
I had key to the art building. And I was very good, close with the professors. I made some friends. I loved doing the art. And then when I wasn't doing art, I was gathering wood and bottles and pieces of metal from the beach. But it's all gone since, since February. You can still go gather pieces of metal from the beach. You can still sit in your garage and do art. You can no, do all these things. I can't sit in the garage and do art because one, the, the garage is full of stuff and we haven't put it away yet. Number two, Judy doesn't want me to sit in the garage and do art. She wants me to get my own space somewhere where I can do art, which I'm going to do. Unfortunately, I say unfortunately, on that side, I'm involved with the face mask thing. Are you happy? So are you happy with where you are right now in your life then? Uh, no. Honestly. Uh, honestly, no. Why? Because I'm spending my valuable time which I can't buy, can't buy time, I can't make it up. I'm spending too much of my time doing business. Now, am I doing something I think is important? I'm selling, in my opinion, the best face masks in North America. And I'm not doing a good job because it's only me. And I gotta deal with my new house, I gotta deal with uh, the Hawaiian shirts I did all summer. So I, what is it though? Like, what is it about all this that you don't aren't happy with? I don't have a good balance. Plus, most of the things I love doing, traveling to Vietnam, seeing my friends in America, going to LA with my kids, um, doing my art. Those are COVID situational things. Yeah. But that's it. So you gone. can't handle it. You can't do, control that. Yeah, I know that. But there's other things you can't control. So it sounds to me though like you regret or you're not happy because you're actually still doing bullshit to have your life run. No, I'm not doing my life running. And if I need a day off, I take it. And if I, um, I'm trying, I'm working hard. I'm not trying, I'm working hard to get people in line to help me. And I'm willing to share lots of the profit with those people because by sharing the profit, I get time. And by getting time, I get to read more, I get to watch more movies, I get to enjoy walking. I mean, my dream is to find a small little piece of dirt. Mom and I went to Salt Spring. We found some great areas on Salt Spring that are woods, man, uninhabited. You know, there's a house here and a house way over there. There's plenty of room. I'd love to have a little spot in Salt Spring near the ocean, or near a lake or a river and just build a little shack, one room shack and hide out. And I'm gonna do that. I hope you do because you've been saying this for like 20 years. Not 20 years. Minimum 10. 10 years. No, 20 years for sure. You've been saying this since we went to Trailside. Trailside was 20 years ago. More than 20, I mean. Well, we, the last time we went was like, yeah, like 18, well, 16 years ago, 17 years ago. Trailside so, yeah. was wonderful, huh? Trailside was cool. Algonquin Park, we used to go out there in the summers. It was this really funky cabin, no electricity. We used to use propane, propane for lights. Judy, my wife, his mother, she was the greatest cook. She cooked for weeks. Sometimes, we, I think we were there one time, three weeks, on a wood stove. Some amazing meals, right? Yeah, it was cool. Okay, so... We even Let's talk a, about the ragdoll. Wait a minute. We even did a sauna steam 
uh, what was that called with the <laughs> an Indian? We did a, uh, um, yeah, sweat lodge. Sweat lodge, yeah. We did lodge. an Indian sweat lodge one year. That was cool. We made it out of like a tarp or something. Yeah. And rocks. Drew was there and his girlfriend, and then Jesse was there and his girlfriend, and and yeah, even, that was like different girlfriends even back then. Way different. Yeah. 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 But they were way different. <laughs> <laughs> Not just different people, but they were way different people. Way different. This is pre kids. Yeah. yeah. Pre kids. Okay. Okay. So. I don't even know if we're gonna put that in. That was weird. That was just a random tangent. But let's. Uh, that was good. I think we should put it. In. <laughs> okay, let's talk about. It's about so moral of the story. More of the story. I'm major reactivated by my dad. I'm sure some of you people can relate. And um, yeah, it's tough. You gotta consciously make effort to not get fucking pissed and reactivated and and uh, be supportive and all that stuff. So yeah. I'll work on it, Dad. Thank you. And Werner said, and he took the forum, we've all taken the forum and the Landmark Forum, Werner said, it's a what so and so what? It's a what so and so what? And you can't control people. You can only control your own reaction to people or situations absolutely. or things. It's like that in business. It's like that in life. Absolutely. You have to adapt and you have to make your own decisions of how you want to react to situations because it's that's all you got you can't control shit um and that's the same goes for having a bad day at work you know you can just make a choice to make it a good one because that's all you got you only have today you only got right now i'm glad we're back on the podcast here it's kind of cool good good got my hawaiian shirt on we tried to record a podcast during covid over zoom but it wasn't really cool it didn't go down good eh no Bad vibes. Bad vibes. It was too early. You don't even remember. No. You're see. This is how senile is. He doesn't remember two months ago recording a Zoom call with me, right? Did we do it? We, I thought we just started it and quit. Well, we did. Like we were on for like half an hour. Oh, we recorded it. It didn't work. I just thought it was shit. shit. <laughs> okay. So what are we going to talk about here? We're going to move on from the shit now to the sweet ice cream. Uh, this, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? You actually... Pistachio. So the green pistachio. Green pistachio. Not even a question. And a fact here. Dave has a very major sweet tooth. Uh, I do like ice cream. You do. And cheese. He'll just fucking nibble on cheeses all day. I like cheese. (laughs) Cheese. And has a sweet tooth. He loves his his dark, dark chocolates. What percentage are you talking? I never buy anything less than 70. Mostly 85. If you ever had an 85% chocolate, it's basically like eating that unsweetened baker's chocolate that your mom cooks with so that just tastes like dust. It's good for your heart. It's good. Cocoa. The cocoa, cocoa. is good for you. Really? You can literally, you know, you can get like natural cocoa nibs to eat, put yeah. in your smoothies, or you can get um, like 100% raw cocoa powder and put it in smoothies or, or cook it with it, cook with it. It's super good for you. But I like the chocolate. Anyway, let's move on to something. We're just talking. I like to talk about the <laughs> rag industry. Okay. I, I would like I would like to acknowledge my boys because not because they're my boys and I never kind wanted, of biased. It's kind of biased. No, I never <laughs> wanted him to be in the rag business, really. Honest to God. He was a snowboard champion. I thought he was gonna go on to be in the snowboard business. And then Jesse was doing music, this drum beat stuff. He went to Western and I thought he was gonna move on 
and be in, have a recording studio, boom, schmoom, they end up in the rag business. And um, Rag life, baby! Rag life, yes! And they did it different than my generation. My generation was like, you or me, man, bury the competition. Bury him. The guy up the street. Bury them in the back 40. Yeah, back 40 and make sure you dig a deep hole. A deep hole. Because it's <laughs> them or me, not them and me. And these guys have created a situation where it's them and me. We're a team. We're all a group. We're all doing the same thing. We're going up the same road. How can we all help each other to get to the top of the mountain? Very cool. Very, very cool. I'm very impressed. Thanks, Dad. And not because he's my kid, but be And all of you out there that work with Drew, you know, the Thriftaholic guys and all the other guys. Thriftaholics. <laughs> whatever they are. And, See, uh, even he makes fun of your Instagram name, guys. No, that's not true. <laughs> Thriftaholic. The Thrift Kardashian, as, uh, as, um, as Sean would say. Yeah. Unibitter, still my favorite, my favorite Instagram handle. I think there's lots of cool names out there. Lots yeah. of very cool shops. Some of you guys have worked with me. Some of you haven't. Some of you are in the group. That was fun. Shout out to everyone who was in the group. We're going to do that again. If you want to get on my mailing list, uh, there's links down below. But also, I want to interject here with a little commercial break. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If anybody wants to sponsor this podcast, I'm taking offers. Better be fucking good offers. This is serious. Oh, sponsor. If you want to sponsor the podcast and your product or your business isn't shit, I will consider it. Oh, well, that's pretty rough. If you have a decent business that you're happy with, he'll take a look at it. You don't have to use these words. Like there, this, this is uncensored, man. Okay, good. Kids don't listen to this. Good, 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 good. At least not my kids. I think being sponsored would be cool, especially if he has, you know, a great bunch of people listening. You can put your ad in and and you can maybe get some responses. So let's talk about the rag game here. We haven't spoke since COVID. How did you handle COVID, Dad? Well, all my events were canceled. And so I had literally eight or 9,000 Hawaiian shirts at the container. So what I did is I... Jesse, you know, his brother, suggested I get him in places. So I went out and I got him in Frank. I put him in my buddy Ken's. Uh, he has a place called Coomstock. I put him down at the ferry at Duke Point, at the ferry at Tawasson. I got him in a consignment shop called Front uh, over on Main Street here. I mean, I and then... Jesse came up and said, Dad, we're in Hudson Bay. You want to put some Hawaiians in Hudson Bay? So I got them in seven Hudson Bay stores. I had a really good summer. I probably, when all is said and done, I probably did 20 grand in three months. That's 20 grand and just Hawaiian shirts. Pretty yeah. solid number. Yeah. Um, if anybody out there wants to buy Hawaiian shirts, hit up Davey Boy here. I got some amazing. Or hit up me and I'll link you guys. But yeah, so that's good. You got to hustle. You got to adapt. You did that. You got to hustle. You made your money on the Hawaiian shirts. And, and then I got into did this. Did you enjoy it? You enjoy grading Hawaiian shirts, don't you? I did. And I had some good help. I have a couple of uh, local guys that helped me do the lugging and slugging. What's your favorite print of Hawaiian shirt? I like the uh, hula girls. I like the little girls. I, of by the way, say that. just hit me up, man. I'm not kidding you. I've gone through 50,000 Hawaiian shirts 
in the last 10 or a year, 12 years. I have 15, 1600 amazing prints. Amazing. Super cars, super alcohol, super hula girls. Really neat stuff. So you said you were in Hudson Bay. So that's uh, some news we should talk about. So we're basically, as a company, F is in Frank, we're in six or seven Hudson Bays right now. Hudson Bay, if you don't really know, is a Canadian department store. Like Macy's. A huge one. They're the biggest in Canada. Obviously, you've heard of Hudson Bay Company, which is the oldest corporation in North America. The oldest corporation in North America. They basically they were in the helped, trade. They helped uh, like establish North America as a Western civilization. There's obviously some like dark, deep history there with like relations with First Nations, you know. Um, but they were one of the first co companies coming over to get uh, beaver pelts. Beaver pelts was a huge traded commodity in Europe. You know why, Dad? They made coats, no? No, they made hats. Beaver hats. Yeah, but you, you know those top hats, those like yeah, circle yeah, yeah. like freaking Abraham Lincoln, right? They made them out of beaver? Those are made out of beaver and they're made out of beaver felt. You didn't know this? I didn't know that. Okay, so very interesting history. The beaver, beavers across the across the world were decimated to make these stupid hats, oh. and they they had a crazy chemical process to extract the felt. So the the first felt was from the beaver fur. So it wasn't like the whole hat was made of the beaver pelt. They took the felt out of it and then like made the fabric. Wow. And that's where the saying "Mad Hatter" comes from, because the chemical process in extracting the felt from the beaver pelt was so bad that the fucking guys making it would literally go nuts and they'd become like loopy in the head from the chemicals. Yeah. So the Mad Hatter, the Mad Hatter on uh, Alice in Wonderland, that all comes from. You know, the eras of making beaver hats. So the whole reason North America was founded was to make ridiculous looking hats for rich dudes in Europe. Crazy. And we're still there doing stupid things to our planet and to animals and to the balance. Okay, we're back. We were talking about the destruction of the planet, starting with the beavers. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. <clears throat> really dis discouraged. Certainly over what's going down in my country of America. I am also a U.S. citizen. And by the way, he is too. Yeah. And um, it's pretty discouraging. Before we get into politics, that's going to be a whole fucking rabbit hole. Uh, let me finish the story about the Hudson Bay Company here. Yeah. So we are uh, selling in the Hudson Bay, which is a department store. We have a section. We have like a whole Effers and Frank vintage section in a department store, which is kind of unprecedented and kind of goes to show you what's happening in the state of fashion right now. That people are getting, they're acknowledging that used clothing is cool. It's good to get it a second time around. And I read the other day that the thrift business in North America is gonna go from 27 billion this year to 67 billion in three years. Yeah. Triple. Yeah, huge growth there. So yeah, people are recognizing that secondhand clothes are cool. They're good for the planet. It's not all about like the most hype thing. This is like, you know, regular, cool, wearable, vintage goods, secondhand goods, recycle. We don't need to make more waste for the planet. So we are in there. We're super stoked about it. And you know, when you look at affecting change in an industry such as fast fashion, 
the best way to do that is from the inside. You got to get inside. You got to effectively change those customers that were already buying fast fashion to start to buy vintage. That's how you make the big change, okay? By selling a few things here and there, vintage, yes, it's great, you're helping, but it's not creating big change. The big change happens from within. It happens by going right to the source, in my opinion, and that's kind of how we're looking at it here. When I was retailing, I always mixed and matched. I had new, used, closeouts, military. I tried to do the big chicken soup. Of course, a majority of it was recycled and vintage. But I always threw in, I'll never forget when I first got started, <clears throat> I bought a deal on, uh, I had a place called the Farmer's Rag Market and it was the, basically the first vintage clothing store in Toronto. And wow, it was so successful and we had such a good time. One of the things I did is I had a guy named Manny Boyer in uh, Chicago and Manny bought all the store returns from Levi. So I used to get the 501s for like $1.50. Now some of them were a little ripped or some of them might have had, you know, a stain, but most of them were just store returns and once people brought them back. So I would mix them in with the vintage clothing and I ran some promos, man, and it was killer. You know, killer. You know, so. But when he says mix them in, it doesn't mean like deceive people that they're vintage. He means like you have Racks of new, racks with yeah. racks of vintage, and it's like you can merchandise both. You know, Together. a lot of companies have been doing that for years, and it does work. It's you know, creating a complete outfit takes a little bit of both. Yeah, and I never or all vintage. We we used to you know tell them their new store returns, and they yeah. would be selling them for fourteen ninety five in the store, and I'm selling them for seven ninety five, and I bought them for two bucks. So I'm a happy guy, and so Levi's happy. full price five hundred one in the seventies was fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine or sixteen ninety nine, right in that area. That's crazy. And you wonder why the price is not fourteen ninety nine now? Can anybody tell me why? Because of inflation. Because of inflation. Because what does inflation mean, kids? It's greed. No, it's not. You don't think so? Inflation is not greed. I think people just <laughs> expect and want to yes. take advantage. Greed is greed plays into no man. Inflation is not greed. Inflation is an economic phenomenon that just happens because when you put more money into the system prices have to go up to match that amount of money floating around and then yeah inflation. and it devaluates the money so as an example it devaluates the money yes yeah, terribly devaluates. so 14.99 in 1970 is equal to 100 bucks today or don't quote me on those numbers but what's the pair of levi's sell for today 79.89 yeah so 14.99 literally with inflation is equal to 80 bucks today and that's because of inflation and growing more money put, being put into the economy when the, when the U.S. Took, the, took money off the gold standard. Originally, the money a country had, the actual, did you know that? Yes, of course. Okay, so the cash a country had had to be equal to the amount of gold that they, they had, had in, reserve. in reserve in fucking physical gold vaults. That's like right. we're talking like the bank reserve, bullion gold in the vaults. In the 70s, who was president? Nixon? It was Nixon. Nixon. Took the, the U.S. dollar off the gold standard and said, we're just going to print money. He was such a bad guy. That's when things changed, inflation, and as they started to print more money, prices had to go up to match it. You know, there's government-regulated inflation, which means, like, 
The government regulates the, the amount you can basically charge for a price, a, a loaf of bread. Because that's like a commodity that everybody needs to live, right? I, I don't know if they do bread, but they do a lot of commodities. Oh no, there's like there's like a wheat, there's like a wheat, um, a wheat board. regulatory wheat thing where you yeah. they have like the prices fluctuate, but they make the government will subsidize it to make sure it stays in a level. Because huh. if wheat goes through the roof, the the Americans can't get fed, right? That's true. So they keep it at a, a reasonable rate, but they allow for inflation, which inflation typically is two to three percent a year. Sometimes it ends up six or seven percent. Well, there's been times in history when countries have gone through the fucking roof, and like you hear stories of it took a wheelbarrow full of cash to buy a loaf of bread. That's not a joke. Like in um, in twenty uh, in well in World War Two in, in Germany, I think that was true in part of it. But also in uh, what's that country in the South America that the that the, that the oh, El Salvador, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico had a time when inflation went so bad. Because the U.S. pulled out or something and stopped regulating it. I don't know the exact facts, but the inflation went through the roof. But also, on this t last thing on the subject, the U.S. has just agreed to allow a inflation rate of m more than the normal up to 3%. What that means for the economy is that prices are going to go up faster than the typical year. So if it's 3% last year, it might go to 5%, might go to 6%, might go to 10%. We don't know because the reason is they printed trillions of dollars. Trillions. They just printed trillions of we dollars. We did it in Canada too, so it's not just the no, US. No, it's the whole world. Every country did it. I had a friend at the airport in Vancouver who works as a runway like baggage guy, loading planes with baggage. The Canadian mints have been printing money for all over the world. Because if we have a, a mint here that prints cash, they'll print cash for Canada. But if, if, if New Zealand calls us and goes like, we're gonna pay you to print our cash, we'll print cash for New Zealand. So or our, fa our factories have been printing- Our money. factories in Canada have been printing cash for all these countries somewhere in the world. Well, that's good, that's good. It's income for us. It's income for us. And then he showed me pictures of planes loaded with pallets of cash. He took fantastic. pictures. <laughs> crazy. Fantastic. That's crazy. Boy, crazy times. Very crazy times. Get ready. Hold your horses. And by the way, for all you guys that have retail stores out there, this is a great time to tell people right to their face, no kidding, we have better stuff at better prices. And price is important right now. And it's going to get way more important after Christmas promise you 63% of all the pilots in the world will not have a job January 1st 2021 how many stewardesses for every pilot that gets laid off five six so here's a question for you dad because right now everyone watching this is in the vintage business right right the vintage prices are going through the fucking roof since covid they've the whole game has changed and all prices went up so how do we relate that to an economy, but not across the board, though, right? Pretty much. You mean a flannel shirt now? Maybe not a flannel shirt. Okay, maybe not a flannel shirt. But like, I think some of the primo stuff is getting harder to find. There's more people looking for it. So if you've got something primo, yeah, you're going to get more money for it right now. It's it's you know demand. It's just uh, everybody wants it, and there's very little of the really really good stuff. But things like racks of flannel shirts, racks of denim shirts. Racks of of uh, Levi jeans and Wrangler jeans and those kind of things that are pretty still available. I think they'll 
probably maintain the same. And those are the things that you can get your customer in on. Now, you got a nice North Face jacket that was made in 1997, that's worth some money. But if you got a brand new North Face jacket that was made last year, you know, you, you use that as a, as a wedge rama I think, as a wedge rama Okay. You know, okay. and how do you get them in the store? You say, look, I got 500 flannels today only. You know, they're 10 bucks each, two for 15. <clears throat> You're buying them at this a good is, price. This is one of Dave's uh, main selling tools is the twofer. It's a twofer. twofer. Very important. What is a twofer? You buy more than one, you get a better price. <laughs> Give me an example. I'm in the, this is Life is Precious cloth face mask business. This is a three-pack. Now the three-pack, I sell to the stores less than a single mask so they can sell three for 25 bucks or three for $29, where one is $12.95. That's called a threefer. A threefer. <laughs> twofers, man. I grew up with twofers. My dad, so, you know, okay, this is a funny thing, actually. So, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, have you guys ever seen the Zohan? Okay. Uh, don't mess with the Zohan. It's an Adam Sandler movie. He's yes, like, he's yes, the, I he, know. He's the Hebrew, yes. he's the Hebrew uh, terrorist fighter. Fucking hilarious movie. Anyway, he get he he tries to get a job at a store called um called going out of business. Oh, but that's not it's, the sign says going out of business. But if they're not going out of business, that's the actual store name. Yeah, it's the game. That's like the scam it's when the you see something that's called like 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 uh, organic pea shoots. But it's like they're actually not organic. They that's just the actual brand name is organic. Right. It's like you can scam people like that. It's super, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but you, my dad will do events and he'll have all the signs in the booth be like, today only sale. But yeah. every event you go to is the today only sale. Yeah, but I'm moving the events around so I don't get it to the same people. So I'll do the Vancouver Folk Festival and or I'll do the Evergreen Fair in Monroe, Washington. Yeah. And I'll do the wooden boat festival so they're a whole different crowd they don't see it except once a year and a lot of them are new people this is yes but it's not today only sale it's actually just the way your prices are yes you just, it's a psychology thing this is this is this is marketing and psychology and sales here guys if you want to make 50 bucks for a shirt you can go say that that shirt is 50 bucks or you can price that 100 and put it on sale for 50 bucks now Think how you want to about the the moral issues with that. It's up to you. I'm not saying go do that. I typically don't do that. But that is a psychological thing for people. And you might sell it more if it says 100 bucks on sale for 50 But you know, also, when I rack Hawaiians, like I was doing the Nanaimo Night Market, and we had six, seven double racks of Hawaiians every Thursday night. There must have been 1,500 Hawaiians out there. Yeah. So a guy 55, 60 years old, who typically wears Hawaiians, and this is pre-COVID, he'd come in, you know, that one of them are 29 bucks, but if he bought two, they're two for 49. Two for. Two for, get man. Hit him with the two for. Hit him with the two for. And I get a lot of two fers at two for 49. <laughs> yeah. So, and this, true for 
for web sales and web marketing, this is something you test because literally if you're, it's different with vintage because we go out, we have one item, it's one value, we make up the value because there actually is no standard. And to be honest, most products don't have a fucking standard value. Like this mask, my dad's selling these masks, right? Like you can go buy a mask anywhere right now for a buck retail up to probably 50 bucks That's if it's right. some like fucking crazy mask, right? But like you just, that value is just made up. People just make it up. It's what, what's it, what's it cost? What, what goes into the value? What it costs to make, what you think, um, how good it is and what what someone will pay. But the psychology can be tweaked on what somebody will pay. And when you're looking at online sales, it's like you, you look at these things. You're like, should I put this for 80 bucks or should I put this up for 78.50? Is that dollar 50 going to sway that person into that sale? It's all psychology. And it might actually like that. $1.50 $1.50 means nothing to you, but the $1.50 in somebody's subliminal mind might change the everything about that sale. That's why you see a lot of people at $9.95, not $10. Bucks. Well, what's $9.95? It's $10. Bucks. By the way, I just wanted to mention, I only got into this face mask thing because I believe in these face masks. These are fantastic face masks. They're 99.9% antimacterial antibacterial, they're 100% droplet proof. I think you just said a word that doesn't exist. Antimicrobial and antibacterial, (laughs) sorry. They're also on the outside with polypropylene, which is a recycled polyester fabric, and they use Silvador 930, which is a DuPont spray, which is totally antiviral. Is it cancer causing? No. How do you know? Well, because the EPA has approved it, as well as the FDA and the U.S. About everything DuPont creates is Well, I'm not a big DuPont guy, but I can tell you this. The EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and the FDA, which is the Federal Drug Administration, has approved the Silverdor 99. Okay, so the Silverdor 99. Let's talk about this. Hold on. All right, good. Dave is in the fucking mask business, okay? You see these? They're actually really good, okay? This is not even the good one. Where's the good one? Where's mine? Where's my one that I had? Give me that one. Give me the black one. Okay. This is the good one. This is the They're all good. But this is it. This is a this is a cloth face mask. They are half double layer? Triple layer. Triple layer washable, okay? Triple triple layer washable. They fit good. They actually feel good. I've had a bunch of them. I don't typically wear these unless I have to. We got way less COVID here in Canada than a lot of places. Anyway, they're good masks, okay? So, Dave is looking for partners, right? Yeah, because I'm old. Not because you're old, because there's an opportunity here. Yeah, that's true. Anybody who's up for it, man, there's enough stuff in it for everybody. I want to get rid of them, not get rid of them, but I want to I wanna get people to get them out there. Because I, I believe, honest to God, this is one of the best non-medical masks out there. People are going to... Yeah. They're making cotton masks that don't do anything. These got Silvador. These have been tested for antimicrobial. These got polypropylene outers. So back to the psychology of uh, selling things. These cost 10 bucks, but we're gonna sell you them right now for $7.99. But you have to buy right now in the next five minutes. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But here's the thing, brass tacks, nuts and bolts, 
here, these things sell. People are buying masks all over the world right now. Like crazy. They're going to be man. I mean, they already are mandatory in Europe. They're mandatory in uh, a lot of places in the States. Walmart, President's Choice. Yeah. The ferries, most malls. How this works, if you want to become a partner with Dave, okay? If you want to become a partner with Dave, you get to listen to this man's bullshit all day, every day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, yes, you get to work with Dave. That, that's a fucking bonus in itself. How this works is we send you a pack of masks. We send you a... With a, some promotional a, material. With some promotional material. We're gonna, And then you're going to go out. You're going to find a few customers in your area. Stores, general stores. If you want to sell... Government, them, school boards, factories, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere that wants to sell these. Go to the big box companies. Well, go use to anywhere who wants to sell these. Get, an, sell them in get your an order and you get a commission and you can make a lot of money. You know, you sold one grocery store, how many? 5,000. 5,000 packs of these. Quality okay? foods. Quality foods, bought 5,000 packs. It took my dad about a half an hour to go have a meeting with this company. Okay, that's the kind of shit we're talking about. And, and I got displays you can have and everything. Yes. And lots of POP. I mean, and it is, you know, back to talking about the planet, these are washable up to 20 times. No, up to 50 times. 50 times washable. The French government, which we sell exclusively, washed them 30 times. After 30 times, they were exactly like they were the first washing. So, the these are better for the planet. The stupid face masks you see, the disposable masks. I see them all over the highway now. You probably do in LA. They're probably all over the fucking street. It's bad for the planet. There's like billions of those being made. So anyway, and you know what the best part about this plan is? You get to help Dave with his retirement. You can be, you can rest, you can sleep well at night knowing that you've contributed to this man's retirement fund so he can do his art, he can walk the beach, go collect shit. What else do you want to do in retirement? Go find the cabin and and build a log cabin on a piece of land on Salt Spring Island. A little crap, a little piece of property, yeah. What else? I want to use my canoe. I want to go fishing with you, boy. Canoe. He wants to have a radio show. I'm going to get back on the radio. It's Zip's place. It doesn't get much smoother. I'm a smooth jazz guy. I love smooth jazz. Dave Cobb. Okay. We're going to do an intro. So that's it. If you want to get into the mask game, hit up me. Hit up Dave. I'll link it. Seriously, though, we're taking on partners. He's taking on partners. I'm not even a thing on this. And you make a lot of money because if you carry any stock, you can sell it in your store and you can sell it to yeah. other people. But you don't have to carry stock. All you got to no. do is get the order. It takes the no order. time. Listen, we're not going to talk about masks anymore. Done. If it's, you know, whatever. Sorry for all this And if you want a free mask, marketing. hit me up. I'll send you some free masks. Yeah, if you need a mask and you can't afford a mask, Dave will send you a free mask. Free. Okay. We want you to hit him right now with the radio show lingo. Let's go. Give us two minutes of Dave on the radio. Hey, it's Zip's place. It doesn't get much smoother. And we're going to play a little Dave cause right now that make you feel good and feel better about your life. So here we go. Here's some Dave cause. Uh, it's pretty good, I, right, guys? That's pretty I had fucking some fun. good. Want, how do you guys feel about that? Dave on the radio. It was fun, man. It was called Zip's Place. Doesn't get much smoother. I used to play uh, Diana Krall. I used to play Erica Badu. I used to play Earth, Wind, and Fire. Dave Cause, Mindy A. Bear. All kinds of great people that most people don't hear all the time. And they loved it. I had a great time. Two hours, Tuesday night, four to six. 
did about 10, 12 shows, then I got give us busy. Give us your, so you just said a couple, but give us like your top five jazz legends. Wow. Chris Bodie, unbelievable, unbelievable trumpet. Dave Cause, unbelievable saxophone. Dave Sanborn, unbelievable saxophone. Diana Krull, great voice. All the Daves. And right. Diana's. And Diana's. <laughs> And here's my last one. Brian Culverson plays four or five wonderful instruments and he has a band. It's fantastic. <sighs> you should be on the radio, man. And that's the other thing. I, was, I had planned to go to the Monterey Jazz Festival this year. I had planned to go to a festival down in uh, Mexico. Three or four days with all these great people. Canceled. Everything was canceled. I was so upset. He's got the COVID blues, guys. He's got the COVID blues. I really do have the COVID blues. I was going to do yeah. some great jazz festivals. I was even going to take my wife See, on a See, this COVID thing affects this age range more than it affects this age range. Yeah, he's got and the kids. And we were talking about this before. My neighborhood got so tight over COVID. I got to hang out with, you know, my neighbors. We'd have bonfires, keep it social distance. But the kids would play. There's like there's like 10 kids on my street for my, my two sons to play with. Um, so I like, you know, sure we socially distanced, but I maintained like quite a social life during COVID. My dad needs that kind of shit and he didn't get to see anybody. Nobody. Nobody. My wife is 70. I'm 75. We're in the top risk group. We got to stay away and be safe. This guy, they even built a chicken coop for two of the, they built a, a comrade chicken coop. They would do the gardening thing. The kids have a tree house. They have a fantastic yeah. pool they play in. And it's the whole neighborhood. It's a great neighborhood. I wish I could go there. I missed his 40th birthday. There were 40, 50 people there. No, it wasn't that much. But we could get the chill. How much? 30 people? I don't know. People are going to be like, they're gonna, we're going to get hate mail now because we had a party. Okay. Well, we, had a, we had a little COVID party for my birthday. Yeah. I wanted to go. I wanted to. It was in his backyard. Okay. It was chills. Okay. Let's get back to the rag business because that's what everyone's here listening for. And uh, I want to shoot some shit at you. Okay. Um, so did, you, did I tell you about the $6,000 t-shirt? No. Okay. Who did it? Yours? I didn't sell it. Who sold it? No. Somebody sold this guy, Heat Broker, I know him. He was, he had a, I did a podcast with him a while ago. If you want to listen, go listen to that. T-shirt sold for $6,000 USD. Wow. And guess what it was? It was a Disney T-shirt. Which we could have bought because these guys would take us to Disney World in the 90s all the fucking time. I could have got a million of those stupid shirts. That's another thing. We used to go to Florida all the time. We'd stop at... Uh, where do we stop? That... that the funky place outside of Washington. Williamsburg? Williamsburg. We'd go to all the old buildings in Williamsburg. We'd stop in Atlanta. We'd stop at Disney World. Then we'd head down to see my folks. So how does it make you feel that, that, that people are paying that kind of money for a shirt, a t-shirt, a piece of cotton? Well, someone really wants it. They paid you what? 20 grand for that one crazy piece you had? Yes. That was insane, man. 20 grand for a shirt, but that was from the turn of the century. That's a hundred year old shirt. That's right. This is a shirt that's about 20 Well, years old. I have no idea who bought it and why they bought it, but it's crazy money. And uh, it's just a, a what so. Some people pay $250,000 for an old uh, 1951 Ford. 
in perfect condition. People buy all kinds of weird stuff, like a blanket, a Hudson Bay blanket from 1865, and they were making Hudson Bay blankets in 1865. Someone might spend $5,000 on that. Who knows? I mean, everything sure. is crazy. It's so back to the Hudson Bay thing. I never even got to finish that story because we got interrupted, but Hudson Bay started by coming and furring. So they would have, they had, they had trappers would be living here. They would, they'd send over the boats. The trappers would meet the guys, the fur, the fur traders. They'd buy all the furs. And what they would do is they literally would trade blankets for the furs. And when you get a Hudson Bay blanket, they're called point blankets and they actually have lines on the side. You'll see them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So they're like these black lines and you can get them from like six point and down. And the points represent the size of the blanket, which the size of the blanket and the points represents how many beaver pelts it would trade for. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you have a three point blanket, they would trade that for three beaver pelts in, wow. the, in that day. Or if you have a five point, it would trade for five beaver pelts. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, they started... Uh like a department store chain called Hudson Bay. It was the Hudson Bay Trading Company to start with. So they traded and the native people uh, came, the indigenous people and lots of regular North American trading guys that went out hunting and shopped there and you know, they would trade them guns. Yeah, that's like in the, in the old, old days, yeah. So yeah. anyway, we're there, enough of that story. Let's get back to the rag game. What do you want to talk about? You said this this is a rag this is a rag report game. Let's talk about let's talk about you know what I love talking about? I had such a good time in Toronto setting up the farmers rag market. That was the coolest. We took this old bank. I was there with my first girlfriend who her name was Pamela and we had left the rag machine, which was the first wholesale business in the US and we came up to Canada, and when I left the rag machine, I took 200, 200 bales of clothing, and I selected with Pamela and a couple of guys in the warehouse what I wanted to take. So I took Westerns and Hawaiians and bibs and denim jackets and Levi's and 200 bales, and I put it in my barn. Instead of getting money for my portion of the company, because I had to leave. I leave. I left because Jack and Pam could not get along together. So it was just too much aggravation, and so I left. Pam, your ex-wife. My ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. So I went up to Toronto, and we found the store, and we opened the farmer's rag market, Dirty Dog Duds, it was called. And we brought up all 200 bales, and I was the first guy to start buying vintage clothing in Toronto from the rag dealers. Anyway, there were two rag guys in Toronto and I was buying from them and I brought up the 200 bales and I killed it. I killed it. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. We, on Saturday, we built this huge wall of, of cubby holes where we put all the jeans and the cords and the army pants. And on the top of the, this huge, I mean, it must have been 30 feet by six or seven feet out. And um, not six or seven, but five feet anyway. And we, um, we had a stage on top of it. We had a stage. And like a, we had a ladder, one of those ladders, you know. And every Saturday we had guys up there playing music for free. Cool. 
It was so cool. And one Saturday, we had a guy who we literally had to take two ladders and help him up because he was in a wheelchair. And we, we actually got the wheelchair up there and he played harmonica and sang for three and a half hours. It was awesome. People would come on Saturday just to hear the music. It was fun. That was such a fun thing. And I brought my manager up. His name was David Elms. He ran a, he was at the, at the Hampton Beach with me. And he came up and uh, yeah, wow. Fell in love with a girl. Sounds like good store. times. Yeah, it was good times. So question. Yes, answer. Ten, ten items, give us like top 10 items from that era in your store. 1971, 72, 73, you ready? Denim jackets. Lee, Levi Wrangler and GWG. Next, Hawaiian shirts were so-so. Western shirts, very big. The cowboy look was really big. Levi jeans, leather jackets, military clothing. Oh my God. Camo pants, camo jackets, uh, military field coats, German pants. I, whenever I could get German army pants, they were called moleskins. I would dye them black and, and keep them the moleskin green. Blew them out. Um, lots of funky women's. Lots of antique women's stuff from the 50s and 60s. Or not 50s and 60s, 40s and 50s. Because this was 70s. Were very, very, very good. Um, yeah. Flannel shirts. Everybody wore flannel shirts. So who place. else was open in Toronto in the rag game? And then there was one other guy who I was very friendly with. They were three partners. Uh, a girl and two guys was called Flying Down to Rio. That was the only other rag shop. And they opened about six months after I did. Good guys, though. Our very good friends. Paul, Angie, and Paul. So you were the first rag shop in Toronto? First rag shop. Hear that first rag shop in Toronto. Yeah, we had such a good time. Yeah, we were on uh, the radio. They had a the big radio in Toronto in those days in the late sixties and seventies, even into the eighties, early nineties, was Chum FM, and Chum FM really controlled the the airways. Except there was a another station called CKFY, CKFI. They but they were out of town, so. When I started, I did Chum, and everyone went out, because in, in those days, Toronto was the safest place in the world. The cops did not carry guns in Toronto till 1979. So 1971, two, three, four. There were, you could be on the streets at four in the morning. No one would bother you. It was fantastic. So Chum gave me spots at night. The police didn't carry guns in Toronto? No, they what didn't. What about the rest of Canada? I don't know about the rest of Canada, but in Toronto, they didn't carry guns till 79. Look it up. That's the truth. And you That's know, crazy. Yeah. So, I used to advertise on Chum FM every half hour from 12 midnight to 6 a.m. Because all the guys, my customers were out partying. And they used to charge me five bucks a spot, man. 30 to 60 second. 60 second. Boy, it was great. It was really great. And then we carried that let's out. Hear, let's hear the ad right now. Well, I don't remember the ad, but... Make yeah. one up. 
I don't remember it. But when I had South Pacific, I remember it. We had a you jingle. You can make one, off. This is your forte. <laughs> it's, 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 it, what, what was the store called back then? Farmer's Rag Market. Let's hear it. Oh, I don't have one. I don't have one for the farmers. We, but our wholesale company, we also had a sign that said, Dirty Dog Duds. And I still have the sign. I still, I still have my sign for my first shop called Xanadu. It's yeah. in the container. Hand-painted wooden sign, super yeah, cool. Super cool. But I, when I did it, when I graduated from the farmer's rag market and got in the business with my buddy Larry Horak, we had eight or nine stores called South Pacific, and we had a jingle. And here's the jingle. South Pacific Clothing Company. Yeah, yeah, South Pacific. Dress it up, dress it down. We're the coolest shop in town. South Pacific, South Pacific. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That was our jingle, man. South Pacific, South, South Pacific. Pacific. Dress it up, we're dress it down. down. We're the coolest shop in town. South Pacific Clothing Company. Uh, oh, man. That was crazy. And we were just a blast out on CFMY. We got made by CFNY. They were out of town about 30, 40 miles. Then they put up the CN Tower. And then on the CN Tower, they put up a radio thing. And that radio thing would go out 100 miles around Toronto. And CFNY got on that tower first one. And I was on CFNY. They gave me the same rate for reaching 50,000 as reaching 500,000. Pretty cool. Made, made, made South Those were the Pacific. glory days of glory. marketing. Glory. When all you had to do was you could, you're going to be on the radio or you're going to be in a magazine or the newspaper and that's it. That's it. You did not have to think about oh, anything man. else. Or you could do a mailer maybe. But it was, I, it was either like it was either on air or in print. What was the paper in Toronto that came out every week? I don't know. Now Magazine. Now. It was called Now. N-O-W. Came out once a week. It was the rag, man. It was this thick. It was a big newspaper. You can't... Everything was in there. From movies, uh, clubs, music. You could... You could... They had a, two pages of sex things. Where you could get... It was insane, man. Favorite section. <laughs> favorite section. Not my favorite section. It was a crazy paper, man. Everything was in there. Everything. Interviews about the environment. Interviews about being a hippa tripper. Every, just everything. Political. It was a great. Now it's dead, of course. Maybe they come out once a month and it's a, probably a quarter of an inch thick. Let's do some business advice. Business advice? Yeah. About what? The rag business? Any business. The life. Life advice. Wow. We already know, be happy, not crappy, your number one slogan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working on that all the time. It's not easy, especially under this COVID thing. Everything's gone, man, for me, that I like. It's not gone, then. Well, it's changing. Yes, but you can do everything. You just can't do it with people. And, I love and that's people. a problem. So why don't you become more active on, like, Virtual things that people are doing. You can you can chat to your buddies on yeah, Zoom. Okay, I, I'm I'm doing that. I have a men's team. We meet twice a month for a couple of hours, and we do Zoom, and it's okay. I enjoy it, and we talk to each other and share our experiences. And it's not like we used to do, though. You know, meeting for two, three, two and a half, three hours a week, 
in someone's house and really getting it down face to face, it's just not the same. And remember, my friends are in their 70s. Most of my friends are 65 and up at least. I don't have any young friends other than my kids. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's different. But I'm healthy and I'm happy and my Judy, my wife is, she's cooking up a storm every night, man. Best cook in the world. She is a great cook. She's a great cook, man. Okay, we're gonna cut it. So what do you wanna say last words of this episode? Last words. What do you guys wanna see on the next episode? Make sure you let us know. We're, we've gotten up to the Toronto era. Today was a weird episode. We're just all over the place. But that's okay. We like it like that. But we could talk about Toronto more. Toronto was really good, man. Toronto was excellent. Toronto's probably one of the top rag cities out there. D&D Salvage. We had, we had South Pacific. Stan Small and I had Great Northern Surplus and Salvage. Then I moved down to Niagara and the Lake. And there's a whole era we could talk about about Buffalo. We had yeah, a, we're going into that next. That's my childhood. Yeah, he was there, man. I got some, he used to come I got some dirt for that era. Uh, I don't even know about the 70s. I wasn't alive. But when it comes to the 80s and 90s, whoo. We had so much. That's fun. when the, um, the psychological issues started between me and him. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, listen, here's my advice. Stay safe, especially you guys in America. It's getting crazy there. So there's a lot going on down there. So just be happy, not crappy, stay positive, and take care of your customers. Take care of your customers. Give them coupons. Coupon them up to death. 10% off, 20%. Come in next time and get a free t-shirt. Whatever it takes to keep them rolling in. Okay. Love you, Dad. Love you, Thank son. Thank you for coming on. Peace, Thank love, and Thank you all for listening. Listen to us ramble on and on <laughs> the major and, on and on and on and on. Hope you liked that episode. Hope it didn't weird you out too much, the shit we were talking about. If you want to go help my dad on his mask business, you can hit me up in the DMs. I'll send you a link to, to get in touch with my dad or you can contact my dad directly on Instagram or whatever. I'll put a link to his email below so you can email him directly again. You can support me on Patreon. Listeners to the show get 35% off F as in Frank with code VTG and stuff. There is so many steals on the website right now, especially with 35% off. It's basically wholesale prices. You can make good money. You can go buy a bunch of stuff. You can resell it. Go buy a bunch of stuff for yourself to wear, whatever you want to do. VTG and stuff. F is in Frank vintage.com. That link is below. Go check out my Patreon for lots of exclusive content that you won't find on here. Also, what else do I got? What else do I got? What else do I got? You know, if you're looking for vintage books, go check out my Amazon. Click that link. Basically, what you got to do right now is you got to like this video. You got to share this video. You got to subscribe to the channel and go click some links down below. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. See you on the next one. Coming back with lots of great guests.